This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this program. It's a beautiful Tuesday, July 14th. So glad you've taken time out of your day to be with us here on Morning Breath. We're a drive-time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. We do that by taking one chapter of the Bible, reading it, spending some time in the Word. Then I and a co-host come down to the studio here at the Merritt Island Campus of East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. My co-host today is Pastor Christian Hurston. How are you doing, Christian? Doing great. Excited to be here. It's going to be good going through Exodus. Exodus. Yeah. Let my people go. Yeah, good stuff. Walk like an Egyptian. Yeah, thinking of Steve Martin doing his little arm thing, classic. 99% of all the people out there don't have any idea. Yeah, but it holds up. I show it to my kids, and some of that stuff really does. It holds up well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good comedy is good comedy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, so uh, tell the folks how they can get tied in. Yeah, the easiest way to be able to stay connected is through our East Coast app, and that's going to be on the Google or the Apple Play Store, you can get it. It's got a blue background with a white cross on there. You can get our devotion guide. We've actually got some updates on the app. It looks really nice. I've been navigating through there and seeing. Nice. You can get the devotion guide. You can get past recordings. You can get everything that's going on with East Coast. You can also find all that information on our website, which is ECCC.us, E-C-C-C.us. And we make it a rule that if we ever say any event or any activity, it's going to be on the site. So you'll be able to get that information. You can also follow us on social, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Yep. Or you could call the church offices, 321 321- 452-1060, and we would love to mail or email out a devotion guide to you, and you can follow along that way. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And we got a big event going on this week. Yeah. We've got our youth away at camp. Yeah, that's having awesome. an incredible time there, yeah. having a, uh, an incredible youth camp in spite of all the stuff going on in the world today. Uh, we'd worked with Calagua, which is where the camp is held at, and uh, they worked really hard at having a clean, safe environment, social distanced and all the thing, taking a lot of chairs out of the cafeteria yeah. and all that stuff to try to make room for folks and things like that. So. Yeah, I think almost in spite of it, it's going to be, and it is, the greatest one. Like yeah, That yeah. makes such a difference, the anticipation, excitement, yeah. and just the, the faith that people bring. I see that you know, being on missions trips, and you've seen it too, going to India and Guatemala and other trips you've done is when that anticipation is there, it just makes such a difference. You know, even resistance sometimes has a uh, a way of heightening the, yeah. the joy. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you think about our kids going away to camp and how much resistance there is yeah. to them getting together, hanging yeah. out, having a good time. I mean, I didn't have church for three months or yeah. whatever the case may be and all the things that are going on that way and no school, no, I mean, kids aren't, I mean... They're talking about right now the mental health of our children, how important that is. Huge. And getting them back to school in the fall yeah. for that. So, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I didn't stay in a Holiday Inn Express and I'm not a psychologist or, yeah. you know, a psychiatrist or any of that stuff. But I do know that people need each other. And Community. I think the kids are really, really looking forward to this. Absolutely. It's exciting. Yep. 
So what do we else do we have to do? Anything else we have to announce? No, just want to encourage you to check our online services over the weekend. It's do a it. great way to participate or attend it in person. We'd love for you to do that and to stay in touch through our Facebook page. Really. Yeah, that's a great way. Go yeah. on to lunch, do the do a little lunch break, get a little worship, hear a yeah. worship song and a little time of prayer. It's a good thing. It is. Yep. I met the um postmaster of Merritt Island wow. a couple of days ago and she said how much she appreciates the the noon uh you know, prayer and praise. I've been hearing time. the same thing. People just look forward to it. It's such a great way to kind of divide the day up and to be able to keep God at the center of things. Yeah, cool. You taught that years ago, and I don't want to belabor this, but no, instead cool. of putting God first and then family and then your job and everything else, you said a better way to think about it in the way that Jesus lived is Jesus is at the center. And out of that, everything else flows. Jesus is in your job and he's in your family and he's in your church and he's in your relationship, like with every aspect. And this is a good way to just keep it centered. Absolutely. So let's get into the chapter. We're in Exodus chapter five. There are 20, is it 24 or 23 verses? 23, 23. verses. So half of 23 is 11 and a half, huh? Yeah. Let me see. I'm going to read... Through 11. All right. Sounds good. I'll take it from 12 on. New King James for me. What about you? New Living Translation. New Living. All right. I must say unto you, read, sir. Afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, nor will I let Israel go. So they said, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please let us go three days' journey into the desert and sacrifice to the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. Then the king of Egypt said to them, Moses and Aaron, why do you take the people from their work? Get back to your labor. And the Pharaoh said, look, the people of the land are many now, and you make them rest from their labor. So the same day, Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters of the people and their officers, saying, You shall no longer give the people straw to make brick as before. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. And you shall lay on them the quota of bricks which they made before. You shall not reduce it, for they are idle. Therefore they cry out, saying, Let us go and sacrifice to our God. Let more work be laid on the men, that they may labor in it, and let them not regard false words. And the taskmasters of the people and their officers went out and spoke to the people, saying, Thus says Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go get yourselves straw where you can find it, yet none of your work will be reduced. So the people scattered throughout the land of Egypt in search of stubble to use as straw. Straw. Meanwhile, the Egyptian slave drivers continued to push hard. Meet your daily quota of bricks, just as you did when we provided you with straw, they demanded. Then they whipped the Israelite foreman they had put in charge of the work crews. Why haven't you met your quota either yesterday or today, they demanded. So the Israelite foreman went to Pharaoh and pleaded with him. Please don't treat your servants like this, they begged. We are given no straw, but the slave drivers still demand make bricks. We are being beaten, but it isn't our fault. Your own people are to blame. But Pharaoh shouted, you're just lazy, lazy. That's why you're saying, let us go and offer sacrifices to the Lord. Now get back to work. No straw will be given to you, but you must still produce the full quota of bricks. 
The Israelite foremen could see that they were in serious trouble when they were told, you must not reduce the number of bricks you make each day. As they left Pharaoh's court, they confronted Moses and Aaron, who were waiting outside for them. The foreman said to them, may the Lord judge and punish you for making us stink before Pharaoh and his officials. You have put a sword in their hands and an excuse to kill us. Then Moses went back to the Lord and protested, why have you brought all this trouble on your own people, Lord? Why did you even send me? Ever since I came to Pharaoh as your spokesman, he has been even more brutal to your people, and you have done nothing to rescue them. Amen. Wow. Well, having a having a good old time now in Egypt. Absolutely. Yeah, things are going really. good. No, it's really tough. Yeah, it's really a, a, a tough situation for the people, and and uh, you know we could we could go a lot of different directions yeah. here. What what kind of stood out to you? What were you? Yeah. What was the thing that you bounced around on? So thinking about Pharaoh here is that he valued the productivity over the people, and it's easy to mm. do that. Is he's just thinking them as a tool, as a utensil to be just. Create more Mm. bricks, do more things, as he didn't value the actual people that were there. And you look at Moses, you know, Moses is at a a ripe young age of 80 years old. But when you study it out, you realize this is kind of an early walk with the Lord, is we don't know what kind of encounter he had growing up in an Egyptian household. And he's having to learn to trust God through a tough situation. Like many of us, when we get saved— you have to trust God and maybe a bigger way in the beginning. And how are you going to respond? And he's like, God, what are you going to do now? Like, this was tough before. Now the people are mad at me. Moses is mad at me. All this is going wrong. What are you going to do? And it could have been easy for him to maybe even give up. But we see, and I love this. Uh, I'm gonna are you going to tell the whole story? No, I won't. I okay, promise. We got it. chapters. Is that God begins to reveal his plan. But he has to trust to get to that. And so that was a, a cool thing is valuing people. You told the whole rest of the story after you said valuing people. I, I like the point. I think, I think you've got to ask your question, which is more valuable, you know, people or productivity. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think we can get into this trap with our teenagers. Yeah. You know, and uh, this, this is not an excuse for, for kids not listening or not, not doing what they're told or not having, you know, chores or— or, you know, stuff to do, but in life we can get so busy and we've got so many things we're trying to get done or, you know, things we want to go do that are fun or whatever it is that that we can maybe think about that yeah. in raising our teenagers. You know, is we're not trying to build a machine. Yeah. You're trying to build a great citizen. Yeah, that's good. And so you could think about it that way. You could think about it with your employees. Uh, you think about with your little kids, you know, uh, not just teenagers in that situation. You could look at it with, uh, you know, uh, a principal at a school. Mm-hmm. You know, which way do they look at it? Do I, do I just want to get the best rating in the county or, you know, get the most awards or accolades? Yeah. Or, or, you know, if I get enough kids through, we'll get more money and then we'll be able to do more things. So I'm just going to graduate people that really don't have the education they need. And, you know, there's just so many ways that you could choose things over people. And then yeah. in this case, productivity over people. Um, pretty, 
I don't know. Any other ways that you can think of right off the bat that yeah. come to you? On, I think it's just, that? I think it's so easy, even in this time that we're living in, when people are going to think about, you know, with the politics and you're going to think about agenda over the people of it. There's a family. When you think about the tragedy of someone dying, it's not mm. just the what you see on the surface, but it's the family that's connected yeah, to true. it. It's the family of the police officers. It's the family that are involved with this. And yep. it's when you've been so... I want to say eloquent, you're going to kick me under the table for it, but I love what you said when we need to be kind and considerate and we need to be courageous. And we're thinking about during this COVID time, how we respond is it's not just about you. (laughs) It's about the other people involved. It's the grandparents and it's the other people connected is we need to be reminded of the individual person. And Jesus did this so well is he walked slowly. He Mm. took the time to look at people's eyes and hear their story and care about them. The the woman at the well that he spent time with who yeah, went on to make such good. a big impact. The, the other people is we can be so busy. And so it's important to really be able to, you know, be considerate and think about those individuals and the story behind what's going on. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of other things in this uh, chapter, but this all starts with a love for people. Yeah. This all starts with God loving his people, but we also got to remember how they got there. You know, they've ended up with 400 years of, uh, you know, being trapped there. They turned their back and, you know, left God and began to to, you know, not really pay attention to God. And this is the first season where they've started to cry out to God again. Mm -hmm. And so he's hearing his people's voice and he's responding. The problem is, you know, that old expression, this is where it comes from, uh, it's darkest before the dawn. Yeah. You know, that's, this is the, you know, if you look back almost on every expression there is in, you know, whatever colloquial yeah. expression you yep. use in whatever language, you can almost always trace them back to the Bible. Absolutely. That they're in there. And yep. that's where it came from because these guys uh, have a promise of deliverance from Aaron and Moses. And what do they get? More work. Absolutely. And a beating. Yeah. And uh, a future that that looks pretty bleak because in verse 21, the leaders of uh, Israel said, let the Lord look upon you and judge because you've made us abhorrent in the sight of Pharaoh and in the sight of his servants to put a sword in their hand to kill us. You have now given these guys a reason to kill us. But what we don't see a lot of times is how we, how we follow God is a life or death thing. Mm -hmm. And back in, uh, Back in verse 3, it says, So they said, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please let us go three days' journey into the desert and sacrifice to the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. And so even Moses, when he goes to Pharaoh, says, Look, this is a life or death thing. Yeah, this is serious. This is serious. And so what happens is when people, when you tell people, Look, we're going to build a building. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yeah. We need a building. That's awesome. But it's going to cost us money. Yeah. Yeah, uh. but we need a building. Yay! Yeah. A lot of times we don't think about the cost. Yeah. We just think about the gain. It's like yeah. Cain and Abel. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, let me get that right. It's like uh, Esau and Jacob. Jacob and Esau. Yeah. They're the right twins. Where... 
he makes this cabbage stew. Yeah. And he uh, goes, oh, I want some. Yeah. That's more important than anything in the, the future. It, he puts a value on it above his inheritance. Yeah. I don't know about you, but even if I was inheriting a pocket knife, I'd rather have that than cabbage stew. I know, some lentil stew and cabbage, it's like, come well, on. Well, lentils I might consider. Cabbage, yeah. it's yeah. kind of iffy. But he he overvalued yeah. what he was getting Immediate and undervalued what it was going to cost him. Yeah. And so we've got to we've got to think better than that, yeah. and and that's what Israel's dealing with this, yeah. in this time. The other principle we see uh, in here is, you know what we 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 very often view this thing God tells us. If God says, for example, well, to a young person, go to camp, mm-hmm. and so they go, okay, I'll go. Then they go to their mom and dad say, I need four hundred ninety five dollars to go to camp. Your mom and dad says, well, we don't have that kind of money. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to work for it. You're going to have to believe yeah. for it. And so then a, then, then that two months or three months before camp, it's a battle. Absolutely. And a lot of times we don't realize the things we're going to do with God are a battle or a war yeah. or a process. And that, in fact, God is more interested in the process and more interested in what occurs in our lives in the process than he is in maybe even result. going to camp. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, I can think of uh, so many stories with my grandkids. We had another one this year where, uh, you know, God did something really cool yeah. in one of their lives as they believed God for the money to go to camp. Yeah, absolutely. That patient endurance. John talks about that a little bit in the book Revelation. And, you know, Moses was having to deal with that here is we, we hear when you've done all to stand, to stand. And it's not easy to do that. It can be easy, especially as a young believer, to think, well, there's resistance. God must not be in it. But I think that you, from your perspective now, having been through a few battles, will say, when there's resistance, God's right there in the middle of it. I've heard you say, and I really took it to heart, that some of the greatest breakthroughs in your life came through some of the biggest adversity. Well, absolutely. When you think about it, anything good going on in your life that God is doing, wouldn't the enemy resist? Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's like, in fact, if you're not getting any resistance— What are you doing? You know, are you actually (laughs) doing anything that bothers the devil at all? you shaking things up or you just kind of going along. And so it's a good reminder to know that you need to push through and have that patient endurance and to be able to, when you've done all to stand, to stand and not give up. And I love that with summer camp, with missions trips, as we tell them, this is a bill to stretch your faith. This is an opportunity to trust God in a greater way, to be able to see him come through and be faithful and don't give up when it gets difficult. We see here that Moses was tempted. He's like, God, come on. You told me to do it. And he whines a bit. It's okay. I whine too. Oh yeah. He has doubts. God, you know, you said to do this and now it's even worse. And he didn't realize how much patience he was going to get to develop as he does get them later. And then he's dealing with them in the wilderness and he's got so much more. Don't tell the whole story. I'm sorry. And so (laughs) he's going to really get a chance. This is a chapter. One chapter, Exodus 5. And so in this chapter, he gets to trust God. Yeah. And it's good. And he's going to have to be able to believe God in a greater way. And it's cool to see that developed in him. Well, when you think about Moses, too, you've got to remember that Moses is, like you said in the beginning, is 80 years old. Yeah. And he tried this once before and it failed. Yeah, on his own. Yeah. And he got, he somehow knew from God he was called to be a deliverer. Yeah. He had sort of this deliverer attitude, and he uh, tries to do it, 
and he's rejected by the Israelites, yeah. and he has to run for his life and hide, and that's how he gets 80 years old, by living 40 years, you know, in, in the wilderness. On the backside of a mountain. Yeah. yeah, and then God comes and finds him and says, okay, we're really going to—you really are the deliverer this time, and then he goes— Ooh, well, this time it'll work. <laughs> it's not and looking so good. And he jumps out there and does it, and it doesn't work again. Yeah. Um, you know, every I think every leader uh, doubts their call. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's there's doubt tries to hit all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, every leader wants to quit. Every leader, you know, we see it in in the life of some of the prophets. You know, go sit down under a you know, a broom tree and yeah. whine and cry. If your name is Jonah or sit yeah. over here. Who was it? Uh, Elijah. Elijah who sat under oh, the tree. Yeah. I'm the only guy left and all those types of things that are going on. And so, You actually care about those people. Yeah. You know, thought you were going to kill them all. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and and they're still alive here. And, yeah. And, it, you know, it happens to people. But, but when you do have a problem and you feel that way, do what Moses do, yeah. did, go to God. Yeah. See, in this situation here, Moses does the right thing, and he boldly proclaims to the enemy, mm-hmm. in this case, Pharaoh. Uh, and he's not an enemy in the sense of, you know, on one hand, but on the other hand, he is. He's been used to the devil. Yeah. Um, he's bold with him, and he's gracious with the people, mm-hmm. direct but gracious. But with God, he's humble and broken. Yeah. And uh, so he he goes to the right. He has it right this time. Like last time when he realized he was a deliverer, he went straight to fight the battle. Yeah. This time when he realized he's a deliverer, he went to the backside of the mountain and prayed, mm-hmm. spent time with God. Yeah. You know, got, you know, Getting came, from, right. came yeah. from brokenness and weakness and yeah. humility into the battle instead of, pride and I've got it all together and I'm so good at this and I've been trained in Pharaoh's house. I know how to kill Egyptians, Mm -hmm. you know, and all those things going on. So I think that's important too. And like the officers of Israel, when they had a problem, they didn't go to God. They went to Pharaoh and said, Hey, come on, come on, Pharaoh. This isn't fair. I wonder if they snickered when they said Yeah, that. I think so. This they looked at fair, Pharaoh. Yeah, looking at him as the source because they, they considered him yeah. a deity, like yeah. a, a, one of the gods, but yeah. they considered him a god. And he, he even said to Moses, too, he's like, I don't know this god. Yeah. And he knew of the god of the Israelites. But I like if you kind of put some inflection there, he's like, who is this God that you're going to go sacrifice to? Like, he's got a bit of an attitude. Be like, I don't acknowledge him. I'm not going to respect or give credibility to that. Go back to work, you know? Yeah. And it's just uh, not really giving the respect and the fear to the Lord that belongs as it should be. Yeah, and so, you know, that there's a lesson in here for us. Well, what, what are we going to do? There's, there is a temptation in life when things are hard to run to your friend. Mm-hmm. And tell them how bad it is. Yeah, like Job. <laughs> and then you get you get a little emotional release from yeah. telling somebody, and you feel better for a little while, and then you go to another friend and you tell them how bad it is. And yeah. They may be, oh, you know, it'll be okay, and they encourage you, and you feel get a little emotional release, and you feel better for a while, but it doesn't last. Mm-hmm. And you go to another friend, and, you know, sometimes there are people out there, and they go to 30 friends yeah. and talk to them about all this yeah. kind of stuff. And uh, you never really, if you just spent the same amount of time praying and talking to God about yeah. it, 
And I don't think you need to spend nearly as long talking to God as you, you know, talk to other people about it. Yeah. But if you if you directed your attention in the right direction, yeah. I think you'd be a lot better off rather than running to someone uh, first. And 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 I think first, and though we talked about having Jesus at the center, I think, you know, there's always ways you balance this, but there's also things that he has to be first in. Yeah. You know, and when you hit something in life, what is, you know, if it's healing, if it's finances, if it's relational issues, what do you do first? It'll tell you a lot about where you're really at. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get back in just a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. We offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, the Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back, everybody. So uh, when when I say a little bit about putting God first, and, and I'm talking more here about order. Um, what do you choose first? You know, is it 
is it prayer or the doctor? And mm-hmm. uh, we are, by all means, not against doctors. I have some good friends that are doctors. Uh, doctors have helped me immensely. Yeah. Uh, doctors are on the same team God's on, trying to get you well, healed, delivered. So please don't misunderstand this. But what's your first thought? You know, when you've got a financial issue, your first thought, if you've got an obstacle in your life of any sort, what's your first thought? And God wants that to be more and more to be him, because here's what happens. Uh, let's say you don't have that part of your life straight. When you see something big, the first thing you do is think about what could go wrong or yeah. what could, you know, how bad that could be. Or boy, you know, we call it pessimistic or optimistic and all that. You know, Moses here needed to walk by faith and not by sight. Yeah. And he's learning how in this yeah. process. And he's going to have to be bold in front of Pharaoh, and he's going to have to be bold in front of the Egyptians. He's going to have to take what he learns in prayer and take it out of the prayer closet and get right there in front of those guys. And he's going to to have to learn to walk by faith and not by sight. Yeah, it looked like things got worse, but God is working. Don't give up on his promises. He's promised them something. He's working. It will happen. See you, Pastor Christian. See you. Have, Have a great week. Bye-bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.